Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey y'all, so excited to have you here this week today with the amazing Latrice Claiborne. Latrice, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing pretty well. Tell us a little bit about you and your business. I am Latrice Claiborne and I'm a systems and operations strategist. And basically that's all fancy smancy. Pretty much I just help business owners get the back end of their business tech and their systems in order. So I love, I'm obsessed with organization and I'm obsessed with nerdy marketing automation and software tools. And basically I just help them get them in order, but not just setting them up and putting the systems in place, but I also manage the systems as well. So systems don't work. I always tell people systems don't work unless you do. So the systems, you can have them in place, but if you just have your software just sitting there and you're not doing anything to make it work, it's not going to be beneficial to you. So That's why we go in the back end. We manage everything for them. Then they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Amen to that. Just because you bought Asana or just because you bought Entreport or whatever, did it's nothing for you. It's just, it's just beautiful. <laughs> right. So, pretty much. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the op space in general. Was that something that you studied or was that something that you just were always the girl with the spreadsheet? Like how did you kind of figure out that this is something that you wanted to dive deeper into and and have a business around? Well, it's kind of been my, well, systems in general have always been my personality. Just like, okay, first this, then this, then we're going to do this. And I had to like plant, even since I was a little kid, like I would plan things out. My brother and sister would like, get so upset with me because like my mom would be like you guys have to do all of these things when we're home in the summer and I'm like okay we need to write it down we have to have a process you're gonna do this and I'm gonna do it. and they're like oh my gosh just leave it alone even as a kid I was always like we're gonna we have to have everything in order and you have your list and I do my list and that's just how it's always been for me and so you know once I started to become an adult and I started working I was able to get a job and I was doing marketing and business development for a company that I was working for. And she just, when she hired me, she's like, oh, by the way, we have this software, it's called Infusionsoft. None of us know it, but you need to be the queen of Infusionsoft and you can teach it to us, thank you. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool, fine. So literally everything, like God lined everything up perfectly because I would not have, I would eventually have learned about Infusionsoft, but I would not have learned about it 
that early in the game and been yeah. able to, I've watched the software evolve and I've grown with it and I was able to get certified in it. And so it was just like, oh, wow, that was the reason I was there to learn those types of things. She had so many different cool I was really given like a blank canvas, but she had all of these tech tools and she didn't know how they all work together or how they talk to each other. So she was constantly just like giving me different things and making me, telling me, hey, I have this idea of maybe we can do this and we could track their behavior through this, but I don't know how it works. So can you just figure it out? So I was able to get in there and I was like, wow, I actually really, really enjoy this. So I started doing that and after I figured out, mm, I have kids now, I kind of want to be home and I don't want to commute and drive back and forth to work. I was spending a minimum of two hours a day on the road going back and forth oh, to work. No. So I was like, mm, I enjoy sleep a little bit. I have to have my kids at daycare by seven. That's after getting up at five, getting them ready, feeding them, getting oh, them to daycare. No. I was like, mm, no, nah, I think I want to be home. So I did research and I became a virtual assistant at first because I'm like, okay, I know all of this. That's easy. I can do that. It was doable for me. But then I think the whole niching down really, really scared me. I was, it was intimidating at first. I was like, will people buy what I offer? Will people actually really need this service? I'm not really sure. Admin stuff, I know for sure. But op stuff, I don't know if people will do it. And so I started doing a ton of research and I was like, wow, this is something that people actually will pay for it. And then I found you and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's doing this. I don't know who it was. I saw that posted you and said what you do. And I was like, she does stuff in the same field that I'm doing stuff in. Somebody's doing it and they're able to make, have a profitable business off of this. So I just went with it and took the leap and no looking back now. So (laughs) I'm enjoying it. I know. Yeah. I think that, you know, there are a lot of resources and people out there talking about admin and and VAs and that's great. And we need more VAs. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And like my mission is definitely getting more ops people seen and out there because there is that next level that people do need in their business. And if we are not visible as ops people, how, like, how is the world going to go around? Like we just got (laughs) to, we need to be seen. (laughs) So that's my biggest thing. So I know that we are going to discuss one of your workflows. Um, are we going to do, I think I wrote down um, Active Campaign 101 specifically. Yep. And so I would love to know what you love about Active Campaign and why you enjoy it and why you think it's helpful for people in their businesses. And then we'll kind of discuss um, some ways that people can start to get kind of down and dirty in Active Campaign. And then obviously, if you want to like actually get in there, go and purchase Latrice's workflow. But start us out with just like, why active campaign? Uh, for me, there are so many different marketing automation tools, but active campaign just seems to be, in my opinion, the least intimidating, yeah. but the most robust as far as the ones that aren't going to scare you when you look at it. Like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. When you look at it, it doesn't seem like, okay, this is something that I definitely can't do. When you look at active campaign, you can easily see that you can handle it. And I think that's a lot of things with systems in general for a lot of business owners. They know they need it, but it's like, "Mm, I don't have time to do that right now. I don't have time to learn new software. I don't have time to set all this stuff up. And active campaign is not that way because they have so many done for you campaigns. They have done for you workflows. Like there's so many different things that are just set into place. And even 
doing different pieces of active campaign, they've got your instructions, like take this code, copy it here. And they've got the cool little small videos when you go into different sections. So it's very, the user interface is very nice and it walks you right through everything. So I really like it for that. Another reason I really, really like active campaign is the price point because it's not like you're not paying a million and three dollars for something that, you know, what all the stuff that it does, it's really, you get the most bang for your buck. It's inexpensive and they have plans for wherever you are on your journey. You could have 10,000 subscribers. You can have a hundred thousand subscribers. You may only need the light plan where you're just paying like $9 a month. Or if you go with the annual $9 a month and they just have so many different things. And they have the little tool where you can range how many subscribers you have. And I really, really like how affordable it is for people and it's customizable. It's not just like a one size fits all cookie cutter type of situation where you're either paying $50 a month or $300 a month. It's like, I really enjoy that. And it also has a CRM. Active campaign allows site tracking. The reporting is very robust. It's yeah. not basic. It gets really down. Like you can get really granular with the reporting and it's just, it gives people kind of a sense of what their subscribers want. And for me, I harp on that with my clients all the time. I always tell them like, if we're not using, uh, if we're not tracking people's behaviors, we don't really know what they want. Right. So we could say, that's just like, I go to the furniture store and I'm like, I want a lamp. And he was like, but no, we have couches. And I'm like, no, but I really just want a lamp. And he's like, no, but couches are on sale take a couch. We're giving you a couch. And that's kind of what we do with like our email marketing. So true. We just send out everything to everyone. And we think there's, it's just one size fits all here, take this because this is what I'm giving to everyone. But really they don't want that. They didn't ask for that in the beginning. So active campaign allows you to know exactly what the person wants, what they're clicking, what they're interested in. You can have your forms created in Active Campaign. You can embed them on your website. You can have a direct link to the form. And from there, you can then track their behaviors and you can say, if this happens, then that happens. And you have a full trail, a full audit of, you know, kind of what they want. So you can give people what they need and you'll be able to convert more customers that way yeah. because all that really, really matters in the grand scheme of things with your marketing. You're able to find out who's a hot lead, you know, because they've clicked things and they've been through and you'll know, maybe you have a e-commerce site where you're selling t-shirts. Maybe that's just something that you offer in addition to whatever your service is. You'll know the people who clicked to look at that t-shirt that you sent a picture of and you can easily convert them and funnel them a little more versus just Hey, everybody, get these t-shirts. And some people are like, um, no, I don't wear t-shirts. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, and it's funny because people, I feel like even I'm one of these people where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have like 2000 people on my email list and I want to like whittle it down to like 200. So I know every single person's yeah. name and I know all of them like, and it's silly, but I think that what African campaign does to like not make me freak out <laughs> is that you can segment and you can talk to people in the ways that they want to be talked to. For, mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, if they click this thing, they like these things. And so you can have tags about interested in black t-shirts or interested in whatever love seat couches, whatever they are and not have very blanket statement. Like no one likes to be talked about just like everyone, like, here's yeah. this. It's very similar in email marketing. I think people get overwhelmed with segmentation. So do you have like, 
I guess, a tip or hack or something where what are like the first, I guess, segments that people should think about when they should go into their email marketing, specifically active campaign for this particular conversation that they should say, okay, what are the like most common segments that people have and start there? And then how do you whittle down? So for those, it just depends on if you're starting with, you're starting with a blank canvas, you're starting from scratch, you just started your email list, you're just emailing out versus if you're, I have some clients who are all the way in and they're like thousands and thousands of email subscribers in and no segmentation has been done ever. So for those, and there's so many people out there like that, that it's just like, you know, I can't have all of this and I didn't know what to do with it. So I just got people. What do I do now? So if you're in that boat where you're just like, okay, man, I have all these people. I have not been segmenting them. I've just been sending them pretty much everybody the same thing. With that, you can actually start that by just tracking your link clicks. That's a really, really quick one. Tracking all of the links in the emails. So if you're going to send everybody everything, at least have if you have a call to action for filling out a proposal or scheduling a consultation with you. You may have that there. At least have a link that's tracking that and tag that link so that when the person clicks that, they're tagged with interested in scheduling a consultation or clicked to view consultation landing page, something like that. You can track every link inside of the email. That's a quick way to start. Also another quick way, if you're already head first, you can go ahead and um, send out a quick email to everyone saying, hey, I want to give you more of what you want. Because I wanna give you more of what you want, I would love for you to take a quick second to just, and you can let them know because sometimes they're like, ugh, another thing, we don't wanna do it. Just say (laughs) simply, I want to know what you want. So I'm sending you this quick little form. It'll take you 10 seconds to fill out the little form and click everything on this list that you're interested in. Every option on there will be tied to a tag. And when the person clicks, they're interested in red t-shirts. Boom. They get a tag interested in red t-shirt. Every option they pick can be tagged. And the same thing goes for people who are just starting out. Make sure you're segmenting them based on whatever they opted in for, because you kind of want to, I know sometimes we have announcements, like company-wide announcements, like we made changes, we did this, that type of thing. Yeah. That can go to everyone. But really, you kind of want to keep everything along the scopes of what they initially got in for. Yeah. And then say you they opted in for your free social media tips freebie. They're in for the social media tips freebie, but you also want to make sure that on your in your funnel, freebies aren't just for freebies, just to send out. Yeah. You need to convert them. So at the end of it, you want to make sure at the end of your funnel, you kind of throw in some non-super invasive, non-salesy something, you know, interested in this. We can help with X, Y, and Z, expressing them what the value is of what you do, and then get them in there. And then when they click, immediately they're funneled into another. They've got another tag. So it's pretty much just being strategic with the processes and how you're doing things and what you're sending the people. But Nowadays, email is so much and everybody's getting like inundated with like 36 million emails a day. And it's like, okay. So you want to make sure that when you provide them with value, because we should provide them with value in our email list, provide them with value. And when they do click and subscribe, or when they click and open the email that they know, okay, Jordan's sending me an email. I need to read this. It's not like another email from Jordan. No. And you're swiping. <laughs> like, you kind of want to make sure that you're providing them with value all the time. And just don't harass them because email is getting crazy. It's a lot. It is. And I think 
again, the more you send them stuff that they don't say that they want or that they are unaware of or whatever else, then the more likelihood they will unsubscribe and just ignore whatever. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. Which I love. Any like, I guess, hack or tip when using active campaign before we go into the last question, any thing that when you go into active campaign, you feel like is like really crucial or you feel like, oh, this is something that you need to do. Like maybe site tracking, like making sure that that's set up or something that you would suggest every single person who uses active campaign would need. I always tell people, number one, is start with the built done for you campaigns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that for me, with a lot of people, when they're implementing a new system, it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to do all this. An active campaign does it for you, at least, at the least, just look through it. There's a ton of them, but you can just look through the types that, that you have assets currently for in your business. The freebie funnel, you may not have a freebie yet, so that may not be for you. But look through the list of done-for-you campaigns and just see which ones you think would be easy for you to implement immediately. I promise you, they're so easy. Like they literally put out the infrastructure and you just go in and put the content in. You put the email in, you add the tags that you want, you create the web form, but they've built it all out. And before you go into anything else, I believe that makes everything else easier for you because you're able to look and see it done. And then it gives you a little more like, oh, wow. Okay. You're a little more encouraged. I can do it myself because I've seen it done so many times. So make sure you go through each section, each section, and also just going through that, the left-hand side where the menu is and just clicking through each tab and going through the videos because it'll help you with the implementation phase. It'll help a little bit with that. Yeah, that is so true. So many people either just like ignore the recipes and stuff like an active campaign. I'm like, literally this, they already have it in here. Like, (laughs) I don't feel like active campaign does a good job of, of promoting how like, Mm-hmm. how easy their stuff is or things that they've already done for you. And so, yeah, their recipes are amazing. And I know that I've used them yeah. for sure. So kind of going outside of business, outside of workflows, all that stuff, like what is a huge goal for you or mission or something that drives you when you're like, I don't feel like it, but you know that you're working towards something like, what is that thing for you? For me? And um, I want, well, I've stopped saying I want, I'm going to have a community center and it's going to be a community center for children. I love kids. I like volunteer to take people's kids all the time. (laughs) I even got a van and I had an extra car seat in there. And my husband's like, who's car seat for a (laughs) random kid that gets in my car. (laughs) Who knows when you need a random kid to get in your car. You need a car seat for the kid. So (laughs) I've had, I always just have people's children and even like ever since I've been younger, I've always helped people's children out. And I um, did like a little semi, it wasn't intentional. They just kind of fell in my lap. Like I was working and then I would come home from work and I would have my kids and other people's kids coming here after school. And I just had kids after school, like had my own little semi after school program that I didn't put together, but it just fell into my lap. We are. So it just happens. I always have people's kids. So I was like, man, how can I just have all the kids without having them and still give them? Because I see so many children that are a product of their environment and they're a product of maybe it's not bad parenting, but maybe they just weren't put in the best situation. They need counseling. Bullying is huge. 
They need, you know, they need therapy. They just need sometimes a shoulder to cry on. There's so many children that go home in the evenings and they don't have food at home. They only have food at school. So Mm -hmm. I want to have like a safe haven, a community center that has all of those things there. They can have extracurricular classes. There's a food pantry. There's a clothing pantry. There's so many different things that they can just get at this recreation center where it's a safe haven, but it's not the same as daycare. We legit go in and develop the child so that they can have a better shot because there's so many broken adults running around here right now. Uh, and they can actually have a shot at this adulthood thing because it's not easy, it's not fun. And, no, it's not. and you know, that adulting in general, on top of the broken past and the nonsense or whatever, children don't even deserve to go through. At least trying to develop some whole adults is the goal. So that's in my five-year plan. I just need a place to do it at. And that's what my business is for. Aside from family and, you know, all of that stuff. My business is to be able to fund that because I don't want to have to, it'll be a nonprofit, but I don't want to have to depend on the government to fund everything. I want to be able to fund it myself. Yeah. No, I love that. That's super great. How can people, besides obviously the workflow shop, how can people find you, give website, give social media, all the places? Uh, Latrice Claiborne on Instagram. Follow me. And my website is www.getsystemssupport.com. Sweet. Easy enough. Very easy, y'all. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your workflow and sharing about your mission and all that good stuff. Um, And I know that people will be checking out your workflow. She has multiple workflows in the shop, so we just covered one. Thanks so much again, Latrice, for coming on. And thank you publicly. I want to thank you for the opportunity for the ops people, because in case you don't know, Jordan has an ops squad and she made this platform and this opportunity for people in the ops industry to be able to share, to be able to teach. And it's a beautiful platform. And I know that business owners all over the world, their businesses are being transformed because they're able to purchase things like this to help them in their immediate future. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Save Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.